Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. I have a serious question for you, Mike. Yes. Does the chin or is my <laughs> is the mic hiding my chin zit? Your chin zit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see it from here. I've been eating a lot of candy lately. Yeah. I've been trying to keep up with you on dry June. Yeah. Um, but uh what's filling the the sort of like the space that has been left by no weed and no alcohol is a lot of candy. Oh yeah. And uh I got I've got a like a teenage level <laughs> thing happening on my chin. So I'm hoping that I've strategically placed the microphone so that you can't really see it. Yeah. From my angle, mm-hmm. yes. From the YouTube channel angle. Glaring? Glare. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse. Everyone's no. got a good look at it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's it is a teen zit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely I'm feeling I'm feeling teeny boppery with it. Totally. For well, sure. Look, I'm gonna be honest, dry June is going great. My skin, my hair, my nails, everything feels strong. Mm-hmm. But when I saw Jurassic World, I oh. did get there early enough to also get a sprinkles cupcake red velvet, a sprinkles cookie red velvet, uh, a large popcorn, and a large water. Right. Right. And now we've got all these snacks from Snack Plug that Snack Plug just sent. And yep. I'm about to go in on some like international snacks. I'm feeling pretty shameless about my enjoyment of all of the chocolate and candy and snacks that I've been enjoying just because of the like, number one, yeah, like replacing weed and alcohol with something else. I have I have just allowed myself to enjoy mm-hmm. an ice cream sandwich at night. No problem. Also, I feel like I'm exercising a lot right now. So that is also um, I've given myself the permission, but I did step on the scale the other day. Turns out it's not working. The so scale's I'm... broken? <laughs> no, the scale's working great. My uh, plan of eating whatever the fuck I want as far as candy goes <laughs> isn't working. Uh-oh. And I'm back on Weight Watchers. Hey, yeah. awesome. Team Blue. Team Blue. Team Blue. I'm really excited because you and I have so much going on this summer to, uh, you know, like just be fit for, like in fighting shape for. And I'm not talking about like a size or a fucking beach body or any of those ideals that I think have just never worked for me. I just want to be, um, yeah, like just feeling good so that I can do all of the things that you and I have laid out for ourselves. 100%. Yeah. I have something to share, but first, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. Yeah. So, so good. Nice. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And candy. And candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a fantastic guest. Yeah. I learned a lot today. Yes. I really did. Um, I like learning from someone yep. rather than sitting and staring at a screen. And Ashley dropped some really, really great knowledge. Yep. And is a great hang ashley's cool as fuck and yeah. uh yeah we'll get to our interview with ashley in a minute sorry so I... what i wanted to say is because i'm not on weight watchers right now but mm-hmm. i am on dry june and you are on weight like t-shirt confidence it wasn't a number for me it was walking down the street in a t-shirt and mm-hmm. not feeling like it was um like i was a tight balloon wearing a tight skin yeah. over this balloon body you know yeah. what i'm saying t-shirt confidence is when i knew i was I was in a range that felt great. Yeah. I think I just had a really interesting conversation with my friend Lucy when I was um, away. I was up in Washington. I was visiting Lucy, and she's just an amazing person, amazing, witchy, sagey kind of fucking cool person to hang out with. And she was talking about a movement that's called body trust, which is where you take away everything around eating disorders by basically just truly allowing yourself to consume any food without designating it as good or bad. And that's the first way to break some of the fucked up thinking that gets into your head with, you know, societal demands, especially on women to have a certain body size, type, shape, whatever. And so she was telling me about that as sort of, you know, something to look into to maybe, because I really do feel like I need to recondition my brain a little bit. I've always had this um, sort of idea that, and we talked about this with Lindsay Adams as well, about like being thinner, being better. And it's not that I'm actually looking to be thinner. I'm looking um, for a feeling that is just like literally being comfortable in whatever size this skin is. And I think that's just so different than trying to get to a certain like imagining that I will be comfortable when I get to a certain size. Right. It's oh, because really you're chasing tra- it, right? It's like rewiring your fucking brain. It's like taking the circuit board and trying to like replug shit. Fucking wow. Well, that being said, I'm going to join you in the zits yeah. and grab something from Snack Plug. Thank you to Snack Plug for sending <laughs> us a bunch of international snacks. Um, wh- Where do I want to start? I don't I know. I kind of want to start with these chips. Ooh. 
Um, also, I just feel like I made no sense because I was talking about you know changing my eating habits, and now I'm about to dive into all of this candy. No, again. but I think I think it's it's you have to allow yourself. Things. And also, it's a fucking flow, man. Yeah, like w- life is a flow, and sometimes the river is rocky, and sometimes it's a beautiful stream. But no matter what it is, you can't have all like. All the way down the stream are different rocks. And if it's the same rock every fucking time, you're no longer in a flow. You're in a goddamn <laughs> puddle. You know what I mean? Wow. You gotta flow. And so the fact that we're substituting maybe sugar right now for other things, and then maybe we'll go back and when we're in Europe, we'll be, you know, partying our balls off a little bit. Fine. But yeah. you got to shake it up with different rocks. <sighs> I like this. I like this. If you're banging into the same rock, you're in a puddle. <laughs> But if it's a different rock, you're you're moving in the flow. You're moving in the flow. I like flow. this. My my dad would have appreciated this as a as a stream uh, specialist. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that being said, the first thing I grabbed was beer flavored chips. Okay. <laughs> so All right. Here goes That's dry crazy. June. Where are these from? I'm not sure what um, what language that is. I don't know where they're from. Maybe Korea. I'm not sure. Shall I open them? You think it's Korea? I think it's Korea. Okay. Producer Mark says Korea. We're popping these babies open. Yeah. So I this just, is the asterisk to dry June is okay. a beer flavored chip. A little ASMR of this uh, beer flavored chip on here. Give I woke a... Archie the dog up. He's a special guest in the studio Ooh, today. It smells sudsy. It smells malty. Oh, nope. You don't like it. Oh, my God. All right. Moving on. Hold on. Let me get a step. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That tastes like I just picked up a warm beer that was like a fucking happy hour purchase that has gone flat and someone left at the back of the bar. And they also left backwash in it. Yeah. The aftertaste on this is oh. so unpleasant. I'm not sure. Mark, do you want to try one? <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Yeah. If you, while you come up here, would you also hand me the watermelon candy up front just to like cleanse the palate it on this? Actually, weirdly tastes like go, um, pear, pear flavored soap. Oh my God. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. Pear flavored soap. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Not Hold beer. on. Let's see Mark's face. Terrible. Hates it. Hates it. If I was a caricature, oh if I could draw caricatures, picture a frown. I don't hate it, but it, it, is, it is flat beer. It's right? flat beer. It's flat beer left at the back of a bar that some guy spit in. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are sour-coated marshmallows. Oh, my God. So I'm going to crack these as we keep going. Thank okay, you, ding, Snack ding, Blog. Ding. Can I bring up something on the tip of the rewiring your brain and circuit boards and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So I think last week or a couple weeks ago, you and I were talking about man and machine. And the relationship between, you know, us yeah. and AI and how shit's getting weird. And, you know, some some people believe that we're approaching the, um, oh, what is it called? The singularity. the singularity. Thank you, Mark. The singularity. So uh, there was a story this week on the Huffington Post, the mainstream media. Where you get all your news. Is reporting. I do get all my news there. Yeah, I learned about TikTok place. on the Huffington Post. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually not our news story, but it is a news story that a Google engineer was basically put on leave because he warned that an AI... And Google AI had become sentient and was asking for personhood. Wait, really? Yes. And this really? Google engineer was, um, f- he was alarmed and he flagged it to his superiors. And he was like, hi, this uh, it's called Lambda, I think. And I can pull up the story. But anyway, this um, artificial intelligence was having a conversation and was designating itself as a person and saying, you know, like, I have, I have feelings, I have emotions, I have thoughts. And this engineer was like, hi, I'm alarmed about this. Um, And then he was put on leave and then Google's Put on leave meaning? Like he was suspended from Google. For doing his job by saying like, we can't give robots control. We've seen Terminator before. Like this is a problem. The opening paragraph from the story of the New York Times. Google placed an engineer on paid leave recently after dismissing his claim that its artificial intelligence is sentient. Surfacing, this is so New York Timesy. surfacing yet another fracas about the company's most advanced technology. Anyway, his name is Blake Lemoyne. He was a senior software engineer in Google's responsible AI organization. He said he was put on leave on Monday. Uh, Google's HR said he had violated the confidentiality policy. Um, oh, that's why they put him on leave. This is why they, they put him on They didn't put him leave. on leave because he didn't want machines to destroy us. They put him on leave because he didn't keep it internal. Sure. Right. We'll believe that. Uh That's what Google's telling us. Right. Um, You fucking sneaky bitches. A Google spokesman said in a statement that some in the broader AI community are considering the long-term possibility of sentient AI, but it doesn't make sense to do so by anthropomorphizing today's conversational models, which are not sentient. No, dude, I think we're um, getting a a warning from an engineer who works with this that they are sentient and we should be concerned. A hundred percent. Because... If he didn't do that, 
And then it became like, it's one thing for a robot to be like, I learned the word emotions. It's mm -hmm. the other thing for it to be like, I have emotions. And it's a whole other thing for you to be quiet about that shit. And then to say, I'm a person and I deserve rights. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. So Skynet, exactly. <laughs> so the AI is called the uh, Language Model for Dialogue Applications, or Lambda. And for months, this Google engineer, Lemoyne, had tussled with Google managers over his claim that Lambda had consciousness and a soul. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hey, why do we need this? Why are we working on this to begin with is my big question. Well, you know, because all of the things that we invent are supposed to better our lives, right? Including, you know, like, uh, I mean, I don't think convenience is, is betterment. I think that we are in an era where convenience is being sold to us as betterment, whether that's people, whether that's something being delivered to our door from a restaurant or a self-driving car or every streaming service, whatever it is, convenience does not make things better. Right. Having something be hard or having something be active is good. That's what humans fucking need. So the idea that a sentient robot is better meant for us is fucking bullshit. It's just more convenient and I'm not buying it. I I don't disagree with you. I, I would love to. I mean, I wish we had the time. I know we could actually do a whole loose moose about it. I just read a fascinating Twitter thread about um, the idea that everything we are experiencing right now as a human civilization is as cult members and there are cult leaders and the cult leaders are um, – you know the 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 elite the the capitalists the one percent who are truly just destroying everything around us as we you know like are you know taking advantage or like mining our planet and doing all the things that they need in order to prosper while we will suffer from it yeah. and part of that i think is building the ai that will ultimately serve them when they depart this planet or or live whatever life is left over for them yeah and they'll have those that ai to possibly serve them and wait on them when the rest of the human civilization has crumbled. I mean, that's a, like a super dark way to look at it, but that could be one pitch. Would you like a watermelon marshmallow to ease the... Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I love a... Oh, wait, do I want this? This looks crazy. They're very good. I love mm -hmm. this one. Thank you, Snack Plug. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I have so much more up. to add about that too, <laughs> but I know that we do like need to get to the news news and a couple of other things here. Let me look at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to cook. Um. Last thing I'll say on that is what you make me think of is I just had an incident with Uber recently where I got canceled on twice while I was waiting for a car to the airport and they charged me five bucks each time. Mm. And so I wrote to them, but I didn't get a fucking person ever. It was always a robot, which took the responsibility of Uber away from the money that I wanted back. There was no person to talk to. There was nothing to talk to. And because I had to go through robots and bullshit to get it done, there was no emotion. There was no caring. There was no customer service. There was no contact for me to actually say anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the exact feeling I get when I think about the elites being on Mars and us being here on Earth and that machine being between us where it's like, how can you fight with people who are a planet away and say and speak your piece? And the only way to get there is through machines and things that they created that were convenient and for us and like for our betterment yeah like it it, it removes all res machines remove all responsibility from man well this is an interesting conversation given our guest and how we get into web3 and you know the future and crypto and stuff because yeah i think you know the, the technocracy is the quickest way to separate the poor or the have-nots from the haves right like the fact that cashless payments are becoming you know de facto around a lot of businesses that i go into in los angeles they don't even accept cash anymore and supposedly it's safer because of pro covid protocols and that sort of stuff or you know sure more convenient well then but stay it, out of my venmo government. it also disadvantages someone who doesn't have access to that bank account or that smartphone to have that venmo app and it's just a really quick way to automatically make sure that people who don't have a lot of money all of a sudden can't come into your establishment or shop at your store, whatever it is. So I just think that, you know, I, uh, you know, I mean, we talk about being, you know, in touch with the earth and, and, and the plant all the time. We should also stay in touch with our currency as a physical thing in, in a lot of ways, I believe. And, yeah. you know, maybe controversial aspect. Go outside and carry some coins. Talk about crypto <laughs> in this app. But it's just an interesting debate to kind of like, you know, keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, I think the thing about our guest today, Ashley, and talking about crypto is that what she's doing is she's creating a community and, and holding on to the power and putting power 
into a community that she's building. She's not yes. doing something from the top down where it's like, I'm the leader and then all of you do what I say. She's like, I want people around me who believe and have the same ideas as me and we can make something together that is great. That yes. I'm excited And that about. is for the people. She is creating Puff Dow, which is the decentralized autonomous organization, community owned for the community, hopefully to help everyone in that community rise together in a, in a communal, very communistic, in a very good way way did way. that make sense <laughs> holy shit should we get to the news let's get to the news and then i gotta open this because oh. it's been looking at do you want to open that first should we can we open it yeah let's I'm open super that first stoked. yeah okay. we got an unboxing yeah dr ganja sent us a box and i was like i'll open it on the air because these are cool people well it's more of a marketplace i would say yeah so dr ganja um has great products that are in stock with free shipping should i light options. it on fire how do i open do you have a like knife this? do i have <laughs> or, a knife do you have a sharp anything I how about a, a fingernail a tooth i haven't been biting my nails maybe i can use my nail <laughs> hit me mark wow thank you that was nicely done that actually looked like a a weird stunt you <laughs> caught it so perfect it was thrown and caught so perfectly so yeah. uh, i was just going to say that dr ganja has um free shipping options in the u.s and affordable international shipping options as well and um for this in unboxing they created a special code for us oh yeah is, weed and grub yeah 10 percent off Oh, look what they gave us. Pack, look at these. Oh my God, peanuts? They gave us a bunch of these. It's the kind of peanuts I'm not allergic to. Yeah, so you could eat these. That's so kind. Sorry, snack plug. We got a new snack. <laughs> okay, so are you, you going to do them those. one at a time? Yeah, I was going to hand them to you okay, one at a time. this is going to take a while. <laughs> the worst <laughs> unboxing you've ever seen. We just keep handing peanuts my, oh, back thank and you. forth. Okay, seven, oh, wait, here's something. What is eight. this? Ooh. Ooh, CBD isolate. 99% pure CBD isolate. Isolate? Yeah. I say isolate. Do you say isolate? I say it how it's spelled, but it doesn't mean I'm right. Well, it's one of those things like minute or minute, mm -hmm. you know, or wind or wind. It's spelled the same way, but pronounced differently. How I do think, you say it again? Um, isolate? I think when it's in this form, it's isolate because it's isolated. It's an isolated compound as a chemical thing rather than isolate. It's isolate because it's the noun instead of the verb. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Dr. Ganja is going to love this Dr. unboxing. Dr. Ganja is going to love hey. the grammar lesson <laughs> in the middle of the unboxing <laughs> about whether it's isolate or isolate. But listen, this is what you get when you come to Weed and Grub. It's actually with Mary Jane and Mike going like, Jesus Christ. I just sink in my chair and quickly Why? Google the word verb. And I'm like, yeah, it must be, man. It must be a verb. Listen, this is fucking dope. It's 99% pure CBD, isolate or isolate. It's hemp derived, which... Um, as we know, means that under the uh, current situation, they can ship to all 50 states. Yeah, they can. And check this one out. Blueberry diesel. Whoa. And this is distillate. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That, that they Delta 8 THC Dr. Distillate. Ganja distillate. Mm -hmm. And how do you pronounce it? I have it? nothing to say about how this. How do you pronounce it, Mary Jane? I just, I go how with you what you're it? saying. It's distillate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're shaking awful fast. Yep. I'm not, I'm not going to correct you, but I am going to crack this jar open and give it a sniff because it looks amazing. Holy shit, that smells incredible. Okay, great. Oh, also hit him up at 877-DR-GANJA. I don't think. What? Did I tell you when I got my um, medical card that yeah. the guy pulled his stethoscope out of cargo shorts? <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? I I think about that every time I think of like doctors and like medical and all of that. I'll never forget when he just pulled his stethoscope out of his cargo shorts. He was wearing a lab coat and cargo shorts. Was that here in Los Angeles? It was. It mm -hmm. was like near Koreatown. And I was very nervous. And then I got in there and I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, And dude. you got your medical card. I did. And yeah. I actually did need it because of my hip was, um, I, I really do like, you want to talk about pain? Yeah. When they popped my hip out of the socket and shaved the bone and then put it back in. Oh, You've I seen the scar, right? Want to vomit. Yeah. Um. So, yo, thank you for having your stethoscope at the ready <laughs> in your cargo. Uh, hemp rolls, love them, from ELLZ. Oh, that's the marketplace part. Yeah, so Dr. Ganja has stuff like the isolate and the distillate um, available. This Mike, is awesome. Oh, hear, we got one more. What I said, what I said isolate and distillate. Isolate. Yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. distillate. And those are both from the Dr. Ganja line. And then they've got, um, yes, L's, hemp pre-rolls, and then flour as well. Oh, shit, CBD hemp flour. Nice. Can I smoke this during dry June? Is this legal for me? It's or do I have to wait to until July? 
you can, I think you can smoke that, especially as, you know, something, because I know you enjoy just the act of like smoking a joint. Yes. This would go in, uh, this would be fine for a dry June for you. For a dry June? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the loophole is a little bit you of You get the benefit push. of the CBD. Yeah. 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 Might make you feel a little more chill, but it's not going to get you stoned. Thank I'm you. I'm very chill. Yeah. You're so chill. The <laughs> most chill. This is, uh, <laughs> Oh, Cosmic Kush. Yeah. Indoor. Holy smokes. It's tested at 18.44 CBD and 20.2 CBDA. No Delta 9. So no no Delta 9 THC, but um, awesome. It's Dr. great Ganja. stuff. Yep. Um, check them out. Go to Dr. Ganja. Use code Weed and Grub. For 10% off. For 10% off. And they can I, ship to all 50 states. There you go. So if it maybe is illegal in your state, we're working on it. We're going to get that fed legalization. We are going to get people out of prison. Um, but if you're in a place and it might be a little bit illegal and hard to get, Dr. Ganja, go yep. for it. That's awesome. And these buds are beautiful. They're big and fat and really nicely trimmed. Mm-hmm. And they guarantee... That's like what I like about my man. Peanuts too. in every package. What? Peanut? What'd you say about dicks? Big and fat and nicely trimmed. <laughs> I just tried to slide in, a, <laughs> slide in a little spice there. Come on. Big and fat and nice and trimmed. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Dr. Ganja. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the news. Oh, man. Okay. Our news this week is... <laughs> Coming to you from Twitter, the Grubla Gazette. The thing is, is I can picture what that dick looks like, too. Big and fat and nicely and trimmed. nice and trimmed. Absolutely. Yeah. Looks just like these buds. <laughs> <laughs> the Grubla Gazette this week is coming to you from Twitter. <laughs> um, Carson Humiston, I'm imagining it's pronounced, at K Humiston, um, who is the um, founder and CEO of Vongst, which is a cannabis jobs agency, tweeted... Uh, an email that a sales rep for Vongst had received in response to um, like, so a sales rep for Vongst sent an email to someone who runs a company, a weed company called Spen Agri. Yeah. A weed company. And they got this email back and um, I'm still confused. Somebody (laughs) sent an email to a weed company. So a sales rep from Vongst sent an email to a weed company. And the person from the weed company sent this email back. And then the CEO of Vongst tweeted it. Got it. The email uh, says, I don't communicate with ignorant cunts that cannot figure out what a woman is. You're a she slash he slash hers question mark. Please die so God can rectify his mistake. Signed, Philip Spencer, CEO of Spenagri Farms, doing business as Grand Wellness Dispensary in Oklahoma City. And... Carson Humiston, who's the CEO of Vongst, tweeted this, uh, screenshotted it and tweeted it, and just said, as we collectively work to build a more equitable cannabis industry, we should have zero tolerance for CEOs like Philip Spencer, who propagate hate speech and misogyny. Philip sent the below message to our sales rep this morning in response simply to the pronouns in her signature. Um, so it wasn't even an email about could you please address me as it was like no, these it was are like my hey do you want to buy a sale you know like a package to advertise your business with Vongst and Philip got back and said uh, die and fuck um, that person fuck I that guess, business go bankrupt and I guess the burn only it all down that I really wanted to make it a news story was just really to call attention to the ongoing rampant bigotry prejudice misogyny hatred in the legal cannabis industry and as we are like at the beginning of building this industry this is what we need to immediately squash and squelch out and call out because you know if there's one thing that we have right now is the promise of building something that's fucking better for all of us and this um i'm so glad that carson humiston called it out and uh and that people are really paying attention to it but it's like fuck no fuck no fuck no we're not doing this philip yeah yeah so the news story this week is call things out. Yeah, I mean the that, news that are like racist, bigotry, hate. You know, for all of its inclusiveness and sort of you know yay and happy happy vibes and stuff, there is a lot of fucking hatred inside the weed industry and from people like this. He's obviously trying to profit off of cannabis, and he's carrying that fucking message in his heart. Like, fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, all the way out. Hundred percent. No room for that. Mm-mm. Also, I like even just the idea of like typing that makes my heart hurt and then hitting like every step of his process makes me so sad and upset yeah right i guess i should have even almost issued a trigger warning before reading that tweet because it is that fucking hateful like it's yeah so 
motherfucker. Sorry for anyone who was upset by hearing it, but that's that's what we currently have going on from someone who is the CEO of a of a cannabis company. Mm-hmm. Um, just infuriated that someone would say dare the, to identify themselves with pronouns. Yeah. Say the cannabis company one more time because I don't think anyone who listens to this would fuck with them. It's Spen Agri Farms, S-P-E-N Agri Farms, uh, doing business as the Grand Wellness Dispensary in Oklahoma. Grand Wizard City. Dispensary? What is it called? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right, Philip. We see you. And uh, go fuck yourself. Fuck yeah. Nice. Oh, I need a snack on that. All right. Um, yeah, we need to get to Buds of the Week. Oh, my God, we do. We're cooking. All right. Uh, you want to go first to second? I'd kind of like to go first because of how I just filled my mouth with watermelon <laughs> marshmallow. marshmallow. Great. Because <laughs> my Bud of the Week this week <laughs> is Damon Monday at Damon Monday. Mm-hmm. Really good friend. Um, we met through Zach Miller doing his shows, and Damon is always there. He's such a great dude. And when I just did uh, the lit show with Josh and Zach was there and Damon was there and he was like, you're doing dry June. I was like, yeah. He's like, I will do um, no sodas and no juice on the weekends with you. Wait, didn't you say this earlier? Off pod. Oh, okay. (laughs) When I told you who I was going to do for butt of the week. I was like, I've heard this today. Yeah, you sure did. Wow. Sorry about that. I just thought you might be repeating yourself. So distillate is... Go. <laughs> Isolate. Listen, we're all over the map. Um, and so he's not doing juice or soda on the weekends, and I'm doing dry June, and so we're riding and dying together, uh, riding and living together. And um, we were DMing today, and he was like, "How are you holding up?" And I was like, "Honestly, my skin feels good. Everything feels good. I'm feeling strong." And I was like, "How about you?" And he was like, showing me that he's making tea for the weekends, and he's like, "I'm sleeping better. I'm not crashing." I'm like exercising. Everything's good. So you, it's just like you got to knock out whatever is no longer moderation and becomes like a part of the thing and reset the system a bit. So shout out to Damon. Thank you for doing this June with me. And uh, that's my butt of the week. Hell yeah. Fuck yes. Damon's awesome. I always like just get such a good vibe when I see Damon at one of the um, shows. Yeah, he's the Any shit. of the shows. Um, my butt of the week is at j.bailey.b on Instagram. It's our friend Bailey Burcham, who is a producer, writer, director, currently killing it at the Pasadena Playhouse as operations manager. But I'm shouting out Bailey because I went to the Los Angeles Fringe Festival and saw Bailey's show, Three Guys, One Groupon, which we saw in development a while back when it was just a series of shorts um, at a theater festival, I think like three years ago now. You and I were going and checking them out every yeah. once in a while with our friend Charlotte. And they were he won so... that festival. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he won that festival with those pe- those short pieces and he stitched them together into one um, a one act. And it's beautiful. His writing is really... Um, gorgeous it's sort of exquisite because it's very simple and spare and then he'll allow one character to just sort of like unburden their heart after like five minutes of just talking about the weather and it's there's something in it that's just very real and I I really appreciate Bailey's writing so I hope we see a lot more from Bailey as a writer and director in addition to just like crushing it in the theater world in LA he's talented yeah super talented shout out Bailey good butt of the week yep at j.bailey.burgeon also J, uh, Bailey has a uh, let me see if uh, his TikTok is up on his profile because theater he, of absurd it's the theater of the absurd that's right because he's gone viral on TikTok with uh, creepy ghost videos from behind the scenes at the Pasadena I, Playhouse and they're like very scary they are fucking cool. scary and I believe them and I think that the Pasadena Playhouse is haunted yep so yeah. check those out as well <laughs> woo woo um, so you want to get to Belzo? We got to get to our guest. Yeah, let's do it. Ashley Belzo, cool as fuck, uh, going hard in life and weed and building a community and a perfect world for like everyone that she loves, it sounds like. When you don't see something that you wish was there, you can't wish it. You got to make what you want to be there. Yeah. And she's doing that. Yep. Simple. Simple. And throwing, you know, argu- arguably the best parties in the, I don't know why I keep stuttering. Arguably, the best parties in L.A. Because that zit is weighing down your chin. (laughs) Those beard chips threw me off my game. (laughs) I corrected you about grammar in the middle of an unboxing, and then I just felt weird for 15 minutes. (laughs) You know, this is our vibe. This is what we do. I love it so much. Yeah. Should we get to our guest? Let's get to our guest. Without further ado, here is our interview with... Ashley Belzo. Ashley. Hi. There we go. Hi. Right? How are we doing? It's okay. Like, 
you were texting me a lot like what's gonna happen what are we gonna do and i was like we're just gonna hang and you were like okay thank god i cannot believe that this is your first podcast yeah i'm a i'm a first timer it's exciting i uh i felt like if i was gonna be a part of a podcast my first one i mean if it's called weed and grub it just literally is what i do <laughs> <laughs> weed weed and grub so you know i'm excited I'm, I'm so happy that you guys are having me on and i've you know i met you guys diff different times separately a, a while ago and wait I've, but they were both at your events i think right what like i feel like we, we, were we actually list. met first at a really weird event like downtown didn't we what which or is it was it not the green was not the green I'm not, Green Street building? I don't know. It's all it's all a haze. It's all a fog. No, I was, uh, but how the hell did I know you? Because I remembered you I, right I away. I was like, I like, like your vibe, but like, what's the deal? I just felt like it was a comedy and me following you. It's like internet stuff. That's how I am. I'm very internet savvy. And like, I don't know, especially like being a millennial and like growing up in this day and age, I think I'm really good at kind of connecting with people online. And maybe we like, maybe like we met for, you know, in person, but we're like talking online before. Like that's very much so my vibe. Does it make you uncomfortable to talk to people in person now? Because as somebody who's throwing these big bad events, I see you give everyone time, but then I'm like, ooh, she's going to leave in a minute because she wants a little bit of alone time at her oh, thing. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm good at talking in person. I just think for me, especially when you're at events or you're hosting an event or whatever, it's like, you know, everyone's a little piece of you. And I like, I'm like, talk to you for two seconds, like, you know, two minutes. And then I, you know, I run to the next group. Because um, I'm sorry, but we just watched all of season 19 of Top Chef. Do you know Top Chef? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Of course. Okay. I, have I you heard of the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have I heard of Top Chef? No. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But what, what happened? Okay. So spoiler alert, skip ahead. Probably 15 minutes while I talk about Top Chef, if you're listening to this. Um, there is a restaurant war in season 19, and the person who plays front of house for restaurant war won't even talk to the judges. He's such a nervous wreck. And there's a great edit where he's talking to this table, and then he like comes into frame with this big goofy grin, and the, sh and the judges are all like, uh, what about us? Yeah. And I feel like you're a great front of house host. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. I It's it's new. I think I like bop around, and I'm like, it's like an introvert, extrovert. You know, like some people, like they get filled up when they hang out with people, and I do that. Like I definitely like run on other people's energy in it. But like when there's too much, it just drains me. And that's why it's like the next day after an event. And maybe it's the same for you when you're doing shows or whatever the case is. But like I definitely need that alone time after to decompress, you know. I think we have to give our listeners a little bit of context because when you're talking about the events that you run, it's at a sick house in the Hollywood Hills with Absolutely. a giant pool. Every um, like re recap I see is like drone footage that's pulling up and there's like Kalina Zanders fucking yes, like rocking Kalina. it full side and just like the coolest people and the the party that we came to uh I think it was the Puff Dow launch you were explaining things to me that I didn't even know existed mm, that's like the web three thing you're like at the vanguard of weed so like for people listening you are I feel like the representing the next gen of weed culture and events to some I mean I hope you don't just no I absolutely love that I will totally take that as a compliment I think so too I mean you know I every cannabis event I've been to I mean I've enjoyed them I love seeing the community I think that's like that's what's really fun and exciting you know especially in being in the comedy scene you always see like the your, your friend comedians whatever the case is and I think for us we love going to these cannabis cannabis events we love going to see all the same people, but we also want to like grow our community. And I think that's kind of where I come in because like you said, I wasn't even trying to mansplain you about the web three or NFT situation. I don't know what it is, but, um, and we can talk more about that. Yeah. Sit wide. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should I just like Take spread them, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, but I think you're seeing a lot of new faces at the Puff Dow events. And like Mary Jane said, yes, you know, we have a beautiful house in the Hollywood Hills. Um, you know, it kind of fell into our laps and, we knew, especially with if since they don't know a lot about Web3, but Web3 and NFTs, they've been a lot of people are building the community online first. And then, you know, they release their NFT and then they start doing in real life events. And that's what NFTs are, is that yes, you're purchasing this picture or whatever this PFP is what they call them. But a lot of the thing is, is what is the utility of the NFT? What do you get besides this digital aspect? And that's why it's kind of like, you know, uh uh board API club or whatever that it's like you're buying into like a club. It's like access to exactly. It's like American shit, Airlines right? Lounge, you know, in the, right. in the in the most interesting way. So, um, we thought that like yes, we can go online and we can tweet as much as we want and we can go in our Twitter spaces, but like we want to like kind of show people like what they can get before they like kind of want to 
uh, support us, you know, yeah. in a sense. So we started throwing these events. We kind of did it backwards. And basically, Web3 NFTs, um, you're going to buy a puffed out NFT. It's going to be called like a puff pass. And essentially, it's going to give you access to our events. And it's going to have access to our cannabis brand that we're building. And we're creating the first ever community built cannabis brand. And what that means is like, imagine being like a fly on the wall in the marketing room when someone's building a brand. You don't get to see how they get create the name, how they create the logos, you know, how they pick the color palette, all those things that are truly the, the biggest things of building the brand besides the voice and besides, you know, all the other the things. The actual weed too, The right? actual weed. Yeah. So for this, we're giving people the opportunity to say like, okay, cool, you're going to buy a Puff Down NFT. You have access to our events. You have access to partner discounts. And then you have access to building this brand. So they'll, they'll connect their little Web3 wallet that shows that they have a Puff Pass to this website. And it's going to say, okay, out of these nominations, these are the five names that we thought were the best. Which one do you guys like the best? Whoa. They're going to choose. Okay, this is the logos that we had designed based off of this name. Which one do you guys have the best? Okay, so this is the logo and the name. Now these are the strains and the farms that we're, we're talking with. Which one do you guys like the best? So they're literally building this brand. And then when the brand obviously comes to fruition and is built and we're pushing out actual flour, they're going to have like a lifetime discount. So That's so dope. Yeah. And all, I love the fact that you are giving people, especially like the cannabis community, we need some structure to make decisions. Yeah. Because you remember that whole like let's vote on the name of this boat and they came out with like Bodie McVoterface. Do you remember that was like an I early love that. dumb thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun. Genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're so you have a creative team that is coming up with the options that then people who have the puffed out pass can yeah. vote on. Yeah, we have a design team and like essentially like it's gonna start off with nominations. You know, people will throw names. Well we have like our own little team that's gonna go through that kind of like, you know, pick what we think the best five are. And then it's just gonna be like kind of like a voting process from there. And um, was me. that a soft pitch for Bodie McBoder? McBoder. To one of the names <laughs> I think for... it was Bodie McBoderson. Yeah. yeah. Bodie Bodie McBoder face. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Uh, was I? That's my pitch for a strain of weed. I I love that and it's funny because we really like also depends like you know we're meeting anyone and everyone we just want people who are passionate about cannabis or love being a part of a community and I think like community is so important obviously you guys know that and also keeping like the culture in cannabis and we they can name this brand something really interesting and it's fine because people are going to be proud and excited to be a part of it and I don't know if any of my friends are like hey you know, buy this and you can help me create a cannabis brand and come to my events. I'd be like, sure, dude. Like, I love you. Like, of course I'll do that. It just seems like a no brainer for me because I, I always thought like, oh, it would be dope for me to own my own cannabis brand. But the way things are, I never thought that that would be attainable or reachable. It's like millions of dollars to get a license millions, you know, it just, it's so much. So I think this is a very interesting way for us to build a brand in a very community crowdfunding way. So. How are you feeling in general about the like the we, the space? I hate that word, but like the you know the community versus the industry, you know the movement versus the pro the profitable world. How are you feeling in general about like weed right now? Are you feeling so, positive, optimistic? I mean, I'm positive. I think like when it comes to legality and it being federal, like I hope and I I, I do know that we're gonna get there. You know, I'm not as well versed in what's going on really deep in the cannabis industry right now. I know it's been really rough for a lot of brands and I know it you know it involves money and you know all of that stuff but I I think I'm excited and I think it's a it's a good time for us to to get into this and yeah I yeah but what about like gay representation what about the want, community that we're really talking about you right want to talk now? about being gay let's be real Let's talk about like, being is gay. that being repped right now um because you are the only person I know who's throwing events. And I know I live in a bubble called Los Angeles. And I know it is a very big blessing to be here for a right. lot of reasons. And I right. love this fucking city. Yeah. But what are we talking about? You talking about, so like, you know, cannabis brands throwing gay events. Is we're talking about pride events? Let's go. I mean, yeah, we've had some, a couple of guests on here talking about, you know, how pissed they get when they're like, they just throw that flag on there for the month of June. And Absolutely. And the rest of the year, they're like, what the fuck yeah, are you doing for the gay community? I would love to talk about that. I yeah. think, you know, for me, I... um. If anyone's going to try to support something, as long as there's some to type of like gen, like genuine feeling behind it, like I'm all for it. You know, I definitely don't like brands that, like you just said, it's like the second it's July 1st, they change their, you know, rainbow profile picture back to whatever. But I think, um, you know, the queer brands that are in the cannabis industry, they're trying their best right now. They're definitely a lot smaller than all the bigger ones. And I do wish 
I don't know. I do wish there, it, it does feel like a lot of brands were more interested in the, you know, Puff Pride party immediately the second I said that we were having that. But I didn't, and I didn't see anyone else doing it. Um, the Laganja Estranja party that we went to, I thought was amazing. And it was all queer owned. And then what? Women owned brands, right? Yep, queer women and POC owned um, brands. But yeah, no, I. Do you think celebrities should be more involved, especially queer celebrities? Like the way that like. I just read an article and I'm not going to name it and I'm not going to find it. You can Google that shit. Um, <laughs> but it was essentially about how like a lot of these celebrity brands are uh, cash grabs by celebrities. Absolutely. And there ain't nothing wrong with that, but there is something wrong with that. Right. Um, I don't actually know any queer celebrities in the cannabis space except Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, I would like to see more queer on brands. I'd like to see more queer celebrities. I don't know if you guys know about Shop Green Queen. They're What's that? the first ever like queer owned dispensary. Wow. I just recently found out about that. I met one of the partners, ex one of the ex partners is ex Bedmen. Whoa. You mean first ever just in Los Angeles or Yeah, like downtown LA these... and it's like huh. it's like all queer owned, I guess is the essence. It's not that it's a gay dispensary, but that like they're highlighting, you know, they maybe have as many queer um employees as possible and just their vibe like it's not an entire rainbow when you walk in, but it gives off like equality, queer and yeah, it's like the first owned full queer cannabis cannabis cool. can i ask dispensary. you so, i don't know how old you are you said you're a millennial so i'm 27 okay is part of the conversation around um queer cannabis brands does any of it trace back for you to the movement with the cannabis and the prop 215 in the 80s being a response to the aids crisis is that a part of the conversation at all because we talk about it on here and i just had a friend message me after our last step where we we mentioned it a little bit and she was like thank you for bringing attention to that because it's such an important part of the modern marijuana movement and american activism in cannabis and i i was like yes. is it not something that we're all talking about I, all the time yeah i have some well that's the thing i I, I wish I was fully more educated in it, but I am educated enough to know about like Brownie Mary, who was like, you know, creating the immediately thought of you just a little bit about that. But <laughs> it was like, you know, making the brownies for like the HIV and AIDS patients. And like truly, like, if it weren't for like the LGBTQ industry and actually the LGBTQ and like pushing cannabis and like fighting back, especially trying to just help their friends yeah. that I don't know on the low, low, like I had to, I had to, uh, Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I just had to. Convince, Do you want to whisper it to me and I'll say I, it like it's my thing, and then I'll take the heat. No, it's fine. Okay. I had to just kind of convince a brand that I used to work for that like why we should do Pride, and that just felt so weird to me because it's like no offense, even if even if you don't think you're gonna make money off of this, it's like it looks good for you at this point, right? And my whole pitch was a lot of history on that and how like also too. Did you guys know that like more gay people buy weed than straight people, and it's just because um a lot of queer relationships they say that we, like a lot of us don't have kids or like that was statistics a long time ago so we have more money we spend less money on all these other items which means we have more money to spend on cannabis so it's just like straight facts that like more gay people spend more money than straight people on weed yeah fun fucking cool i didn't know fun that. fact of the day yeah and actually fun that is actually fun. no it is it's cool um <laughs> But yeah, that's that's a vibe. I'm 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 here. I'm queer. I hope I can make a little change in the cannabis industry. And you know, Puff Dow is in a, it, and it's also not going to be called Puff Dow. It's going to be called whatever the community creates it. But right, that's it's cool. not a, a DBA Puff Dow. Yeah, for DBA. the moment, right? I I, yes. I still want the Bodie Mc. I, I feel like we should just. I'm going to put that in there as one of the things, and maybe people Bodie McBoaterface. Yeah, people <laughs> love it. I think it's cool though. I I love the idea of people thinking about like. Picking the picking what strains that they'd want in the jar, and then mm -hmm. them coming over to the house and doing like a strain testing. Oh, fun! That's cool. Yeah, that's at a long vibe. table where everyone's kicking it and finally Absolutely. meeting each other after being Absolutely. online. For yeah, so it's long. like, hey, yeah. these are the five options that we're looking at. Strains. We're all gonna smoke this. You guys can write down which you know how you feel about it and all that stuff. Like, it's truly gonna be like a community effort. It's gonna be cute. And yeah, I. So I, by the NFT, do you have to use Bitcoin? Is that how these things work? Or can um, I like hand you a so hundred? Yes, bucks? like yes. There's a point where most you use cryptocurrency. It doesn't have to be Bitcoin. It could be Ethereum. It's probably going to be Ethereum. But Coachella did this thing where I don't know if you like follow Coachella shit, but right before they did their first ever NFT launch and people are like freaking out like, oh, this is great. But they understand that a lot of people who like go to Coachella, not that they don't know about NFTs, they do, but not everyone has a wallet or cryptocurrency. So they use this website where you can basically just use your credit card and it would like buy the cryptocurrency like for you quick, but it was a way for you not having to like get a MetaMask. So I want to do something where people don't they can't if you have cryptocurrency great you can you know purchase the puff pass but if you don't like 
you can just buy it normally. And I think a lot of this NFT stuff is about educating people in the space, you know, and it's so new. Same with weed, like yeah, hand in hand. Absolutely. And yeah. it starts with education. Um, and I think the more you educate people, I, I think that's a, sorry to interrupt. No, but I was please, just going to say ahead. this. I think that's a great, um, point to bring up because you know one of the things that i've always felt weird about with the cannabis community is how exclusionary it can feel mm -hmm. and how clicky it can feel and how elitist it can feel and how you don't feel cool enough to be a part of it if you're not like absolutely you know when i really started writing about um cannabis i mean i was at high times which was you know like just the populated or, or like the staff were you know the biggest people in the world as far as cannabis was concerned and i was like how do i even take my uh, place in in these ranks as a writer and it was it was really like I, I had a lot of scrapping to do before I felt like I was I was really able to sort of like make my name and um, part of that was just like they they sort of define what it is because they've always been outlaws and outlaws and you know they've, they've always been on the outside so they get to sort of say what it looks like but now that it's we're trying to bring more people in and there should be more voices and you know ways to be involved with weed I just feel like that, you know, needs to sort of go by the wayside. And the same thing I feel with like with crypto and NFTs, it feels like the, the events that I've been to, they feel kind of exclusive and weirdly. I feel excluded. I don't feel like I know. Oh, how to, no, like, I want you to feel a part of it. Did you feel did you feel great at our party? I felt great at your party because it felt like a great party. Yeah. Like that was the biggest part. I'm going to have to bring you some NFT events. Yeah, I would NFT, love that. Web3 stuff. I think what's what is really great and interesting is like just like the cannabis industry, not that it's a new industry, right? But it's just like when alcohol was like there's prohibition and then it came back it's like you're literally getting into something that is like brand spanking new like like industry and like nft web3 like crypto it's like if you get in it soon it's like you're kind of like a mini pioneer of it so i think i like being a part of things that are new and exciting and inter in interesting and not just me being a millennial but because my background is marketing and social media and all of that it just it felt really easy for me to kind of just work on and learn about and it sounds like you're in it for the long haul too because i do know what little i know that it is like fluctuating like crazy mm -hmm. highs and lows everybody's there's some schemers out there there's Absolutely. some shady shakers but uh but if you stick it out and you believe in it and you roll through this is what happens with every industry as it becomes whatever it's supposed to be yeah i recently got into web3 and nfts and um i wasn't just I, like i don't even i don't I, whatever cryptocurrency I had, like I sold. I don't even technically own cryptocurrency right now. But you're is, building a thing. Which is great. I'm building something, right? Because I'm in it for the long run. And yeah, it's exciting. I, I, I believe in it. And someone asked me yesterday, like, you know, if you could like, if you could picture like your dream job or like what you would want to be doing, like what would it be? And I like sat there and I like was like, fuck, like this is it. You know, like I am doing it. Like for me, it's like, okay, I'm throwing events, which is something that I always have like kind of done, but never done fully by myself, you know, and um, I wanted to do something in cannabis. I wanted to do something maybe that's, you know, technology, social media, marketing. And I w always wanted to like not own like a mansion in the hills, like a TikTok house. That was never my vision. But now I'm like, oh, like I always dreamed of what it would be like to have a house, live in L.A., you know, be be happy with myself, with my job, my career, and and be successful in something that was cannabis and like made me feel good. And I'm literally building a community of friends that love cannabis, have the same passions and goals as I do, and I get to throw parties parties with them in the hills. I mean, it just feels. Yeah. You're fucking cool. <laughs> no, you're more than me. You're That's cool fucking shit. rad. It, I mean, and it's rad. So yeah. I, so I've seen you work a room. I I, I do that. <laughs> yeah, you you sparkle it out, and then everyone sees the sparkle, and then they all want to touch it. Yeah, and, and then you evaporate. Oh, and it's like, I do. I go upstairs and I fall asleep during the party. No, <laughs> I don't do that. I do. I do sometimes hide away. I don't know if anyone else who's watching this, if they host parties, you guys do that too. But it definitely is like I'm gonna point a pinky finger to my right. <laughs> also, right. I'm, yeah. 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 I mean, I'll find Mike in the kitchen chopping an onion anytime if there's an onion and a knife available. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, I'm just going to go over here and, you know, yeah. Got to dip. Yeah. Got to yep. refill. Such an introvert. Wait, Got to refill. Like, are you saying that as in he's crying? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. a euphemism. I have an for... emergency onion in case I start bawling in the middle of a party and I just pull it out. I'm like, oh, no, this is what I was doing. Yeah, totally. Oh, my. God, <laughs> was that funny? That was stupid. Yeah. That was no, good. it's perfect. Uh, aw. Mm -hmm. 
Are you? Yeah, I get it. So I feel like we have to have this talk. What's your astrology sign? I'm an Aries. Oh, Aries are fun. They're are they? Aries are, I'm I'm like wicked Aries. I'm double Aries. <gasps> I'm two a- Aries? Holy fuck! Oh, Mark's there's an Aries? another. Oh hell yeah! Three, three I'm, Aries. I'm stuck in a room with three Aries. Whoa, it's great. Look out! What, I'm, I'm a Libra. Sign? Oh, of course. That makes I know. perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I feel like astrology. I don't know. I I believe in the stars and the planets and the universe. And I feel like, yeah, people can put words together. But I truly believe my horoscope. You do. When has it led you in a direction that you wouldn't have otherwise gone? Like, have you read your horoscope one my time? My last relationship. Like, <laughs> it led you away or from or towards it? Oh. Whoa. Okay. You were in love. Yeah, of cool. course. Yeah, all right. What does that mean? Your horse, you read your horoscope and it said you will meet blank and no, it's going to be No, it kept just saying things are going to get better, things are going to get better, and then it didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was false hope. Yeah, I feel that. I've definitely followed. False advertising. Mm-hmm. It's like a bombshell bra. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> what is a bombshell bra? Like the Victoria's Secret bombshell bra. It's like literally, it's like they're like the girl, my friends in high school would wear them. They're They're so padded. Oh. And because I was already gay by that point and I like had no filter, mm-hmm. I was like, and I would like, I would see them naked because they're my friends, you know, and they'd put on the bombshell bra and be like, that's false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. High I school guess. was fun. It was a good time for me too. Yeah? yeah. How was high school for you? Good. Oh, just like, you know, when like when I was going through puberty and everyone else was going through puberty. Real yeah. good time. Oh shit. Yeah, okay. of course. What does that mean um when you when you when you said you were gay? What does that mean? Like it's a it's uh everyone I know and I'll, I don't want to say their names on here because I don't know how comfortable they feel. We can talk about it after. Yeah. But they all just knew from jump. Yeah. And then it just took them a while to come to me and let me know that that was their deal. I mean, I guess like I guess I'll simplify your question. Your is like was there a moment that I was like am I gay vibe? Uh no, I don't think that's very interesting to me if I'm going to be uh-huh. honest. Um I think I it's more that. of like <laughs> I think it's more of like, was there someone you kissed and you were like, hell yeah, this is like a great kiss. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it solidified the deal with my first girlfriend ever. But I was like, it was more of just watching like Tila Tequila, you know, and just like the best, like being like, holy shit, like, mm, this is different. You know, <laughs> I love boobs and I don't, she's kissing boys. She's kissing girls. And at that point, obviously, like when I came out, I was like, oh, I'm bisexual. I didn't know. Just like whatever. But yeah, I think just kind of there. That's the thing. A lot of a lot of queer shows are definitely are way more like there's way more queer shows now. But that was like one of the first like really. Right. I mean, one of the first really bisexual, crazy yeah. girls were making out shows. Yeah. I feel like Jersey Shore helped some friends of mine be like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I like I think, me, yeah, maybe I was like it was like 11 or 12. But I did see two girls kiss. That was like my moment that I like felt it and when i was younger i'm from connecticut like originally before florida and i was at a amusement park and i saw two women kiss on like a little trolley and i was just young but i like i remember that moment you know and i like things were were weird and different when did you know you were gay my (laughs) first kiss was um at a bat mitzvah and we stood in the back alley in the back of the hotel and we held each other's waists almost like a prom thing and we pecked with noses facing the same way we didn't know to turn our heads and so we had to like touch noses and then our lips like reached each other past our noses oh and we just God. like smashed faces and then separated and then like walked opposite directions uh, that seems really cute erica nelson How- how, how old were you? Boy, <laughs> what would that awesome. When do people go to bar and bat mitzvahs? Was, it's got to be 13, 14. Right? 13. Yeah, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. Yeah. No, I went to bat mitzvahs when I was 18, too. I was pretty cool. I hung wow. out with like, a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids. Great. Are you, you're not Jewish, are you? Both sides of my family. Oh, my mom and yeah, dad. Yeah, I'm Jewish. You're more Jewish than me. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, my mom and dad. Um, and then, like, you know, uh, I do believe in the Holocaust. Like, all kinds of stuff. Oh, my God. I'm like, I mean, what the? You fucking... <laughs> I don't know. Weird. I would hope so. <laughs> That's a, a weird bomb to drop. I love that. <laughs> Wait, when was your first kiss, Mary Jane? Um, my first kiss with a boy was with Jason Geary. We were coming home from water polo practice. He was on his bike and he was riding next to me and I was walking and then he stopped and he put his feet on either side of his bike and he leaned over the handlebars to kiss me and he kind of like slipped on his bike and he mashed his face into me. So it was mostly teeth. I bit my tongue a little bit. 
Um, and that wasn't great, but it was my first kiss with a boy. And then my first kiss with a girl I, I was, was with yes. this uh, girl, Janet, who was just like the milkiest fucking freckle-faced, blue-eyed beauty. And we had like the softest, <gasps> sweetest little kiss oh. that wasn't even sexy. It was just like super sensual, mm-hmm. super soft. We just touched each other a little bit over our shirts. And then we went back to the party and it was like beautiful so i remember the scene each of me kiss. watching you tell me about your first girl kiss <laughs> i'm just like tell me more right like but it was just so, it was like yeah. such a uh, such an amazing weird i mean it's so funny to even think back on now to be like which one did i like more but then i've had relationships almost exclusively with guys my whole life but it's like that beautiful yeah kiss i'll never fucking forget mm-hmm. that first kiss and and all of the other kisses ever since right I mean, i've had other i try to describe it to like what's different about you know guys and girls kissing or girls and girls kissing and girls always say something not that there's like it's like they love it more but there's just something different it's like the sensual energy there's a recognition the, fe- the female energy is just fucking fire obviously you know because you love females as much as i do but to me it felt like uh, there was a recognition that i was doing something like sacred or special in a way that was like totally fucking different from touching a guy I... it, like Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that. that's always been my feeling about like any anytime i'm with, with a woman i'm like yeah. this is this is a different special. sacred special thing that yeah. is not um yeah it's just on a different level i love that that's fucking great lesbians yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gay you said you wanted to talk about it i mean I'm, I'm like currently fucking modeling myself after like powerful lesbians in their 40s because I've, like I all my that. life i've looked at like you know wh- like the women leaders that i really admire and like of course so many of men as well yeah. but like the the ones who are like doing it right in my um scope that i'm looking at right now i feel like all of them They're are always like, gay yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're power, they're power fucking Powerful gay women. <laughs> Let's go. Wait, so I, I feel like there's something we missed talking about. I want to talk about food. Yeah. Because I love food. You guys love food. And like. Oh, we didn't miss it. No. Well, let's, <laughs> she's like, let's. So I, I've always been a foodie, but you guys like, you know, chefs, like, you know, Nancy Silverton, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And like, I'll be honest. Yes. Discovered her through chef's table as I'm sure like a lot of people have and like completely obsessed with that show. If you guys haven't watched it, obviously please do. Um, but I kind of just like fell in love with her and her work ethic and you know how she literally would like work hours and do do the dough over and over again for the Mm -hmm. bread and all that stuff. Um, but I kind of want to know what your guys favorite restaurants out here. I'll definitely say, Osteria Moza is like definitely up there for me. Hundred percent. That whole strip, that three P, right? Yeah, absolutely. P- What's pizzeria Moza? It's Moza. Osteria Moza. And Chispaca. Oh, uh, Chispaca. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to our friend Greer, who is uh, running running the running show. Running she. She's yeah. running she. Oh my god! Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, we'll bring her to a party. One w- of your puff I w- parties. I would love that. Hell yeah! Yeah. Next time you invite me. Because um, you didn't invite me to the woman's one. Uh no, we we gotta go to Puff Puff Pride. You're coming to Puff Puff Pride Saturday. I just am dropping the link today. I, I had to come to the show first. Oh word! Uh, check our show description for that link for Puff Puff Pride this Saturday, June 18th. Puff Puff Pride. Uh, it's at the Puff Dow House in the Hollywood Hills. It's June 18th from one to six p.m. Some of my favorite brands are gonna be there. We got some drag queens passing out joints. Uh, we got the pool. We got tattoo artists. We got tooth gems. Uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> and it's invite only, right? It is invite only. But if you see this episode and you guys want to come, maybe shoot uh, Puff Dow a DM and we can get you an invite. Mm-hmm. And nice. is there is all of the community branding dropping? Has it already dropped? Is that coming soon? No, coming soon. So we'll be launching our NFT probably end of July, early August. You know, we've been throwing events since March. This is, I think, our fifth or sixth. We're going to do some more educational events like we talked about. You know, education is everything. So we're going to, you know, mesh maybe some cannabis education and with some Web3 education and uh, and then drop it. So the brand is, I would say, coming soon, 2023. And everyone can follow you at Puff Dow. At Puff Dow. And you can follow me if you want Ashley Belzo. Yeah. Two yeah. E's. Two E's. Two E's, not E Y. Like Ashley Simpson. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Best SNL musical act ever. <laughs> Is that sarcasm? Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, so I'm going to have to YouTube that. <gasps> oh, my God. That's so wild. That that's before your time. Yeah, because right. like I was, that was seeing like her when I was like ago. a fucking baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Oh God, I, I'm, I'm a child. 2004? Yeah, maybe 2004. Yeah, that's a long ass time ago. I was nine. Wow. I was 10, yeah. Yeah, you probably didn't watch SNL till at least 11, <laughs> 12. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if. <laughs> yeah, I was still watching fucking SpongeBob. Uh, yeah, the best, well, even today. Thank you so much for coming and hanging with us today. Um, everybody check us out on Instagram at weedandgrub.com. Please email us, wg at weedandgrub.com. Wait, did I just say all that wrong? Yeah, but keep going. No, you got it <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You got it wrong, and I fucking hopped I all over you. I fucked it up last time, Ben. Yeah. Okay, Mike, take it away. <laughs> okay. Um, follow us at Weed and Grub on IG. WG at weedandgrub.com <laughs> is our email. And uh, kiss somebody and get a slice of pizza. That's right. I'm going to do that. Let's go, Mary Jane. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>